Hey there, I'm Brooke Jefferson, host of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. I'm a wife, mama to two, lifestyle photographer, and marketing strategist. I help photographers build a five-figure business through systems and relationship building. You can find me sipping on a whiskey and Coke, listening to podcasts, and binge-watching the latest series on Netflix. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind. I bring you tried and true strategies, tips and tricks to book more clients and inspiring interviews. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. All right. Hey, Teresa, thanks so much for being on today's show. I can't wait to get into all the goodness we're going to talk about. But for those who don't know you, do you mind introducing yourself? Yeah. Okay. My name is Teresa Shearn. I am, I was going to say where I'm from, but I'm kind of everywhere just due to the military. So I'm originally from a small town in Brady, Texas, graduated with like 80 kids and then met my husband. And then we um, moved to St. Louis, Missouri. That's where he was stationed. And we were there for about five, five and a half years. And then now I'm in San Angelo, Texas for another year. And then I moved to Alaska. So I'm kind of (laughs) everywhere. Oh, goodness. That is so funny that you say you're going to Alaska. So I live in Oklahoma, and I'm 30 miles from the military base, which is a lot of my clients, and a ton of them are going to Alaska. What is up with that? That is so cool. That is amazing. You're going to have to, like, send them my way. Be like, okay, you're going to have to go see Teresa. (laughs) Yes, and I absolutely will do that. Um, Where in Alaska are you going? Because aren't there two options? Mm-hmm. Where they're at. Right by the North Pole. Awesome. See? That okay. makes me excited. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to send a few clients. I love it. Um, because I'm sure it's like yes. not very easy to move all the time, try to find photographers, especially that are um, in the military. So yeah. that's awesome. But yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. I interrupted you. So continue on about your photography business. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, 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 no. You're good. No, I loved it. I loved hearing that. Um, so yeah, we're going to go to Alaska and yeah, the moving thing has been, oh, it's been a lot. I've been doing actually photography for about only three and a half years. A lot of people feel like I've been doing it longer, but I've only been doing it for three and a half years. And I specialize in family and motherhood sessions. Uh, I used to do weddings, but I actually cut them out once I um, started to really like get a deeper connection with um, just shooting families and motherhood sessions. So that's what I specialize in. I love that. And I'm going to ask you a quick question because I am curious and I'm actually teaching on this. By the time this airs, people will already know that I've taught this, but I'm just curious to hear what was your process when you finally decided to cut something out, something you enjoyed, but to cut something out to niche, right? To go into a very particular genre. What was that experience like for you? I can only like think of it like a culture shock almost in a way. <laughs> Cause like, you know, when if like you first start out photography, like you kind of do everything. Like you do like the seniors, the cake smash, uh, the weddings, you know, the couples, anything that you can get money, like you do it, you know? So I did that for about, I don't know, maybe two years, you know? And I started to realize that I felt like I wasn't giving my clients like the best experience that they could get if it was a cake smash or a senior or a wedding. So I personally felt like it wasn't fair for them because they weren't getting my best work because I wasn't invested in it. 
So I think I started like to cut out like cake smashes first. Like that's one thing I love kids. Like I love kids. Like I love photographing them. I think they're precious. I have kids of my own, but I just do not like just having them sit there and then dive into a cake and then they're crying and they're screaming because they're upset. And then I'm like, Oh my God, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause if I was in a family session, I could have like dad take them away or do something, you know? And with the cake smash, I was like, I'm stuck. And I didn't like that stuck feeling. So I cut that out, which I, my clients were super sad about, but I was like, you have to realize <laughs> I would rather you go to somebody who really fully loves this and invests in it than me just do it because I want your money you know, and don't do seniors anymore. I hardly did seniors. And then weddings, I, I still get inquiries for weddings. Um, I think it's because I have it up on my website still, but I want to cut that out and just maybe do like elopements if I ever did something like that. But that's something that I don't advertise for, but weddings, I did a few a year for sure. And once I cut that out, I just kind of was like, Hey, I'm just not fully doing it anymore. Um, I'm investing in my families and my motherhoods. Um, so here's recommendations on photographers that I do recommend for weddings. And then I would send them a list of other photographers, but thankfully I have been very successful with my families and my motherhood sessions that it kind of made up for my weddings. You know, I feel like once you dive into something, people are going to know you for that one thing and not like, Oh, well, Teresa does this, 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 and this. So have your choice. You know what I mean? Yes. So, oh my gosh. Scary, I, but you can do it. <laughs> yes, okay. I absolutely adore. I wanted to clap, but I didn't want to over, you know, overkill, but I, that's it. Like literally your perspective was so beautiful and so spot on. And that's what I want people to hear that niching is scary, especially when you are the beginner photographer. But honestly, yes. if I could go back and do anything, I would have chosen a thing a long time ago. And and here's the thing. I truly believe, Teresa, no matter what you would have chosen, you would have been successful in it because what you just said, I, you said I was invested and I gave it my all. And that's what it's all about. So if you did decide, I don't love these babies and these cake smashes, we would probably see nothing but that on your feet. And so I know. <laughs> that is my point Like that I want people to understand you can't really choose the wrong thing, but choose what lights you up and then go all in and literally watch your business explode. So I had to touch on oh, yeah. that. I loved yeah. that, you said that. Oh, so good. So good. No, I mean, honestly, you know, some people message me that they're just going to start out, you know, they're starting out. They're like, do you have at least like one tip, you know, cause I do do mentor sessions. So I don't give out like obviously everything, you know, and, and they respect that, but they're like, can you give me one tip? that you recommend, you know, as a starting out photographer. And I said, find one path. I was like, just like you said, do not start shooting everything, find one path. And I bet you more than anything, you will be more successful quicker because you're focusing on that one thing. And I'm like, I'm kicking myself in my butt because I should have been doing this from the get go. And I didn't. Yeah. I'm sitting here seven years later (laughs) saying the exact same thing. I ended up specializing in families probably two years ago. And that's what I'm known for. Now I will say this. I think people's biggest hesitation to declaring a niche is that they think they won't get inquiries for anything else. And what's so funny to me is I still get inquiries for everything under the sun. Occasionally I'll pick something 
up that is semi-related to what I do, or if they're like a family friend and they really want me to be their wedding photographer, I'll do it. But that's my choice. I no longer feel obligated to take all the things. I just say yes to what I want to do. Yes. (laughs) That is so true. The obligation. I felt that too, where like you get inquiry and you feel obligated to take that. Yeah. Not anymore because you have a choice, like you said, and it feels amazing. Amazing. I love it. So good. Okay. Well, let's pivot. I do want to hear a little bit about how did you start your photography business three and a half years ago and how has it evolved? Wow. Okay. So I was actually pregnant with my son Braxton um, and he's three right now. So I, a lot of people don't know this, but um, I was actually in EMT training when I got pregnant with him because my husband was a firefighter and I was like, Oh, like I'll do EMT. It'll be simple. Right. Oh my gosh. No, that stuff was so hard. <laughs> it was so hard. I don't recommend that on anybody. Um, and then, so once I, d- I decided, um, not to do that, I actually got basically somebody had reached out to me. Um, have you ever heard of the company called mom three, six, five? No, no. Okay. So it is a newborn fresh 48 type photography business that is like a corporate, you know, and they're like, we're looking for photographers, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I could take a picture. I could do this. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm pregnant. You know, I get to see the other babies. Like this will be so much fun. So I actually started doing that under a company and literally they don't even edit or anything. They just come in pose the baby with these little sheets. It's all wrinkly in the background. It's, oh my gosh, it's horrible, horrible. And then they forced, they forced the, like the parents to buy it. So I, I would have to try and sell this like $300 package with like no editing, no nothing. And it's eight images. I forgot to say that eight images. And I was like, I feel so bad because these moms are vulnerable. Okay. <laughs> and they're like, I want these precious moments. And I'm looking at these photos and I'm like, I would not buy these. Like, at all. But I just enjoyed being there with them and just talking to them and making them feel comfortable. And so I remember going home to Cody one day, that's my husband. And I was like, babe, I was like, let's get me a camera. And he's like, absolutely not. And I was like, uh, absolutely. Yes. I was like 20 weeks pregnant at this time, you know? And I was like, babe, come on. He's like, we're about to have a baby. (laughs) We can't work out all of this money. And I was like, let's just try it. Like, just get me a camera. I could take photos of Braxton. Like if, if anything doesn't happen or blossom, I was like, I can just take photos of the kid and and we'll be good. And I don't have to pay for professional photos, you know? So I ended up getting it and it was like one of those little starting out kits, like T5s, Canon, you know, basic Yeah, you know, and I was like, I love this thing. You know, I was taking photos of everything. Um, You know, I would do some like, not like model calls, but like shoot, like my friends, you know, families and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, this is really like, this is really fun. You know, had no idea what presets were ever. I didn't know that was a thing. So I was literally just tweaking it myself and like Lightroom and stuff like that. And then um, my friend was like, you should look up like small. Have you ever heard of the small group? You know, that was like back whenever it was like super big, like everybody was using small. And that was like, what, like three and a half years ago, you know? And I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's look this up. So I was looking at the presets. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I can make my image like dark and moody and stuff like that. I was like, okay. So I got that started shooting with that. 
Um, and then I actually uh, got to hang out with, you know who Hello Darling is? Uh, Christina O'Bloyd? Yes. So a lot of people don't know that I, I've known her for like oh, that long time ago. I did um, a mentorship with her with families and couples because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And obviously she's super known for couples. She's freaking fabulous with it. So I worked with her the three and a half years ago with that. And she just kind of helped me just kind of figure out like what I want to do, like who I want to be and stuff like that. Super fabulous person. I did that. I really truly feel like if people take a mentorship early, it's like, it can really help your, you know what I mean? Like move you. Yeah. Um, so after I did that, I started working with like different lightings and stuff like that, you know, um, and I started just kind of building off of that, you know what I mean? And kind of like putting my personality in my work instead of just kind of shooting just to shoot, you know what I mean? Yeah. I started just to kind of make it more playful, more fun. And then after that, the two years, you know, went by, um, obviously my editing had changed so much. I didn't use small anymore. Cause I feel like everybody was using small and I was like, I can't do it anymore. And I had the hardest time tweaking small, literally the hardest time. I don't know what it is about them, but other people's images with it are absolutely stunning. I could just never get my images to work with it for some reason. Yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah. It's hard. It's not easy. (laughs) Presets are not easy. So once I kind of took that away, kind of building up on my own, I actually had, um, I can never say her name, right? Bella Brooke, Belly Brooke. Yeah. Bella Brooke. Yes. Shelby. (laughs) Yes. So she's so sweet. So like over like a year ago, like I had one just this like mentorship with her Naomi. That's how I know Naomi now. Um, and so me and Naomi talked business, um, me and Shelby went over like editing and stuff like that. This was back whenever she was like super bright and colorful, like how I am, like she's kind of changed now, um, which I love both of her work. And then that's how I started kind of diving into more of my own, my creativity and really pulling out my colors that I wanted. And I feel like a year ago, that was whenever I was like, I'm not going to do anything for anybody else. Like I'm going to do what my heart wants. And that's how I feel like I just blossomed. Like, cause I wasn't worried about what anybody else was doing. I wasn't trying to not say mentorships are bad. Mentorships are amazing. But like at the moment I really wanted to be like Christina. Like I really wanted to be like, hello, darling photography, but that wasn't me. That wasn't my personality. Like I can't show butts. I can't do that that is her thing. She can do it and she can rock it. Like I just can't, you know? And at that time I didn't know who Naomi or Shelby were. Like they did that giveaway. And I was like, who are these people? I was like, Oh my God, they're fabulous. You know? But instead of worrying about what everybody else was doing, I had to come into my own little bubble and be like, okay, Teresa, what the heck is making you happy? Because if you keep trying to shoot like what other people are shooting, I'm never going to be happy and I'm never going to be satisfied. So I started doing that. And that was, like I said, a year and a half ago. And Now I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but (laughs) I'm in my own little bubble and I'm focusing on what I'm doing. And that's like the best advice that I could give like to anybody. But I do say mentorships are amazing. And I think that's something people should do, but don't do it to edit like them or be like them. Do it to really take their knowledge and then kind of create it off of what makes you happy. Oh yeah. Absolutely. No, I love how you evolved from, you know, the club, all of us crop sensor cameras in the beginning and being moms and having our own babies and all of that. And I, yeah, same club. That was me. 
And then I kind of just started photographing and like looking back through the years, it's so cool to see how we've changed. Even like, even if someone's in business for a year, you change so much in a year that it is crazy to look back. And so I love mentorships. I also do mentorships, but my mentorships are business focused. They're marketing focused, all of that. And so I think for someone starting out, First of all, niching yourself doesn't cost you a dime, but if you are ready to invest, I 100% think two things I would have done at the very beginning of my business or when I decided to go serious in my business is I would have invested early on in an editing mentorship or workshop and a business side of it. Because if you're doing either, if you're missing either one, because I feel like they complement each other. So if you're missing the editing side, you're not confident with your style, you're really not 100% sure how to edit, you're gonna have a hard time in your business. Same thing if you're a pro at editing, you have no idea how to get a client, run your business, get legal, all the things, like you're gonna be hurt. You have to have both. So I love that. I I love that those things all go together. And I loved your photography journey for sure. That was just like a beautiful story. And it's different because it's not the same story that I hear all the time. Not to say that, you know, we have to write off our stories if they're similar, but I loved hearing how you're started because it's just so funny that you ran to your husband and you're like, let's buy me a camera. And he's like, I know I had to beg him we even opened up like a best buy credit card like I was like please you know but like the funny thing is I started out with that crop and then like six months later like I convinced him to like upgrade to a full frame 6d you know and then like a year and a half later I was like babe I think I want the mark four <laughs> I did the same thing that is so funny <laughs> And now I just upgraded to a mirrorless, which that'll be a whole nother podcast episode. I kind of want to do a review on how I started, what cameras I had, what I use and how it's evolved. You should, yes. That's a whole separate thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. And one thing too, one of the best pieces of advice I got early on was from another photographer who had gone to like professional photography school and all the things. She said that the power is really up here in your brain and how you choose to operate that equipment you have in your hand. And she always said, Brooke, I don't ever want you just because it's trendy to go out and buy the latest piece of equipment. What you need to do is you need to learn how to operate that like the back of your hand. And then once you're in a place where you don't have to go into debt for it, then you go up to the next thing. And that literally was the best piece of advice. So while everybody was on Mark four, I was on Mark two. And then when everybody switched to mirrorless, I upgraded to the four. And so I feel like I've always been behind and I was cell phones too. But, um, but yeah, so like I just, and now that I do have the mirrorless, the reason I chose R and not the R5 or the R6 is because I just feel like number one, that's above and beyond the capacity I need. And two, I've just heard there's a lot of things going on that they've got to figure out. And so I'm not quite ready to throw my money at that. I have the R too, and I upgraded to that, I think a few months ago, like a few months ago, like I was very recent and I will say, I definitely love my R and I could not imagine not having it. I'm so <laughs> glad. I have not shot with it yet. Literally got it last week, but listen, this is how crazy I was. 
Um, so with the Mark IV, you know how it has the compact flash slot and yes. The, yes. it's dual slot, okay? I never have used an SD card. I don't know why, okay? There's no rhyme or reason. I just, once upon a time, was following somebody. They were using compact flash. I used compact flash cards. And then I got the R, and I'm like, oh, crap. I forgot to order the SD cards. So I had to wait, and it was a week later. And so this week will be the first time I actually shoot with mirrorless. So that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> the colors are going to be different. I'm going to warn you. Yes. Colors are super different, but you got it. Like, seriously, at first I was like, oh God, what did I do? I was like, I'm going to have to return this thing. <laughs> but once I started like really just like, I was like, okay, Teresa, let me just sit here and like really work with it. You'll get it. Perfect. It's a fabulous camera. Fabulous. It's so good. good. I'm sorry if we probably got off topic. Oh, it's okay. It's fine. It, this is good. Everybody loves to hear what we're talking about. So it's fine. Okay. Um, we, I want to transition because there, you were requested for this particular okay. topic. So I guess we'll get on topic now. And that oh, is, no. oh, yeah, here we go. Okay. So I have been asked by several photographers to ask you how you operate your sessions and what are some of the ways that you pose or your prompt people to get the images that are all over your social media? People are inspired by your work and are looking for at least one tangible tip that they can take away from this episode and go apply to their next session. So I'd love for you to just share anything okay. you feel like you want to and let's dive into posing and prompt. I feel like I'm under, I feel like I'm under pressure right now. <laughs> I just like I'm so under pressure. Oh my God. Um, okay. So, okay. I truly feel like your personality really affects a session. You know, I've worked with like very loud people like I am and I've worked with very quiet people. So I truly feel like how you are as a person really does reflect your work. So I will say that I'm not saying like you should force yourself to be like more energetic or anything like that, but I just truly feel like you know, who you are is how you're going to reflect it. So a few things that I definitely do not mind talking about. Um, I have a lot of like styling requests, you know, and all that stuff. I don't mind going over that really, really quick. But a few things that I do do is once they inquire with me, um, and I'll go over sessions and stuff like that. I'm just going to go with the beginning and everything. Um, once they inquire with me, I, I do everything with PDFs. So I like them to um, visually see the colors that I do, um, how I am as a photographer, just so they know that I'm not a post photographer. I don't, I don't do post stuff. I hate posts. I can't do it. And then obviously once they book, we go into the styling. I use my style and select. I have a code. And then I also have a PDF guide where it goes into wardrobe stuff again. So I'm always introducing it. So they're prepared, you know, um, colors, the flowiness, all of that, um, and another PDF. And then I always make them, uh, I don't make them, but <laughs> I get them scheduled in um, to do a in-person like appointment to come try on their clothes. So whenever I meet them, I'm already kind of getting to know how they are as a person. Are they more quiet? Are they more bubbly? Like they're already going to get to know me personally before their session. So I feel like it really makes them comfortable because if you think about it, before I was a photographer, I was always very nervous going into a session because I didn't know how this photographer was or how they were going to be. Um, they don't know anything about my family and stuff. So me meeting them, it makes them more comfortable and also makes me more comfortable going into the session, knowing how they are. And then I also have a questionnaire that I have all my families and motherhoods uh, fill out where it just asks them personal questions, just like, 
if your family um, had a theme song, what would it be? You know, see what that theme song was. You know, are they more bubbly? Are they more quiet? Like, um, what are those moments that you wish you could freeze frame time? Like just those genuine moments. Anything about your kids that you absolutely adore the most, like their hands, their feet, their eyes, like just stuff that like I know what I can focus on going into that session. So after all of that, the styling and stuff like that, I actually just got a boom box. Did you see my Instagram story? Not about the boom box, but I'm going to have to go watch that. (laughs) Okay. So I got a boom box. I want to do a BTS of this because let me tell you, having music in a session is a game changer. Literally game changer. Um, My friend Brittany Martinez, which she's actually from Oklahoma. Do you know who she is? Yes, I do. So like one of my best friends, she brought a boom box to one of our sessions that we did together in Oklahoma. And I was like, that is so cool. So I finally brought it and oh my gosh, I feel like it changed the dynamic of the session dramatically. Like I felt laid back and calm because I love listening to music and literally my clients felt, they were like, oh my gosh, son, you love this song. Like it just like dramatically like changed the session. So I, I definitely want to start doing music more often now, just because I feel like it just relaxed my family a lot. The one thing people I feel like feel with me is that I pose them a lot, but I don't technically pose them if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'll kind of like yell out things to them. So like, I always kind of just start my family's just kind of walking up to where I want them to go. And if I see something, I'll be like, Oh, Hey, do this really, really quick. And they'll do it, you know, but like, it's all just natural, just them flowing. And I'm just moving around them. So I don't really tell my clients to move. Like I'm just constantly moving like around. So once I get that going, I'm constantly talking to them. Like, I feel like if anybody has purchased a BTS um, with me, I am literally always talking to a client. I don't know if there's ever a spot that I'm not talking. So I always feel really bad to my clients because I was like, I will talk your ear off. I'll just make funny things. Like, I'll just like talk to them, make silly jokes with them, you know, just, just to try and get them more comfortable. I feel like that is your goal with the session is to get your family comfortable because if they're stiff, that means they're uncomfortable. So you just have to really work with like, I'll even throw, I'll be like, come on, dad. I can tell that you're stiff. Like, this is not that bad. Just loosen up. Ooh, start bringing a few little like bottles of beer or something like that for the dads. Naomi told me to do that. I mean, yep. hopefully she'll be okay with me saying that, but <laughs> get a little beard, kind of loosen them up. You know what I mean? I've only done that once, but that's definitely a good tip just to kind of get dad a little bit loosened up. So what I like to do is, you know, in those moments that like they're kind of all together, one of my favorite prompts that I like to do is ask the older kid, what do they love about their mom? You know what I mean? And they'll like look at each other and like the kid will say something and it's just this perfect, like just all natural, the emotions, you know, or I'll get him to go look at dad in the same position. You know what I mean? And mom is already having that beautiful, soft feeling of her face. And then while he's looking at dad, you know, and then the other kids or just one kid, they're just all around. It's just, you got to find the right moments to say those things because I'm super playful whenever I do it. So even after that moment, then I'll be like, okay, I need you to tickle them really, really hard. And then I'll get, they're happy because their kid just said something that they, they, they're going to adore and cherish. 
And then they're going into that really laughter part of it, you know? So it's just finding the right moments of getting the soft, genuine connections into more of the playful. A lot of my family sessions, the kids are really, 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 really wild. So I have to bounce off of them. You know what I mean? My sessions do not go smoothly at all. Like I will tell everybody this, my sessions, sometimes I leave and I'm going, okay, I think I got something. <laughs> it's like, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, I got something. Cause sometimes it just doesn't go the way that you think it's going to go. And that's totally okay. You just have to bounce off of the chaos. And that's like the one thing that I try to do the most. So if like the kid is running around and stuff, I usually tell dad to keep running with him, throw him over the shoulders, flip him upside down just to get commotion going. Because if I try and stop that kid, he's just going to be sad and scream and cry the whole time. So I will say if you have more of those quieter kids and stuff, get the more cuddly ones, blah, 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 blah. But if they're energetic and stuff, really just get the movements. One thing that people will notice with me is that I shoot a lot of landscape. I don't know if anybody has noticed that. Hopefully, yeah. maybe. <laughs> but I shoot with my, like, er, maybe. I shoot with my 24, 24 millimeter. I've been shooting that for over a year now and it never comes off my camera. That's the one lens that I shoot with or 20 millimeter, it just kind of depends. I love the wide. So I actually have to remind myself to go in closer because to me, I personally like to get like the full picture of everything, the full scenery of it. So if anybody hasn't tried to do that yet, I definitely recommend them just to take a step back and get everybody and the landscape just to kind of get the full storytelling image of it, you know? And yeah. so like, I love my close-up shots, but I feel like it gives a story, but when you pull out, it gives the full story, you know, especially if I'm focusing on, let's say mom and her, her youngest, you know what I mean? I always have dad in the background with the other kids so I can get close up, get close up details, but then I can pull away and get the full story of everything going on. And that's the one thing that I always try to do is just get the full picture of where we are, what we're all doing instead of just, I, I, I do crop. Okay. I'm not saying I don't crop, but I would rather just get everything in the picture than I guess not have everything in the picture. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I love that we're so similar because a lot of times Okay, first of all, you probably basically gave me new words and new responses on how to answer questions because I get asked all the time, how did you get that picture? Or how did you get the family yeah. to do this? And I, hello, I've asked several photographers the same thing. How did you get, like, did you tell mom to sit on the ground and you do that? Or was that just like a candid moment and it looks like a magazine? But I get asked all the time, like, how do you do that? And I've never really understood that it really is my personality. It's the way that I am interacting with my clients because the way I used to interact with my clients when I was unsure of myself, not confident, thought my work sucked, but yet, yeah, I'll take the family pictures. You know what I mean? Like, I remember that. I remember, you know, always being in the negative, always, you know, comparing myself and never fully enjoying the sessions. When I first started, I enjoyed every bit of it. I was like in that little bubble you talked about earlier in the episode, I didn't yeah. care what anybody else was doing. I didn't care that I was brand new on the scene trying to compete with nine professional photographers. Right. It wasn't about that for me. But somewhere along the way, 
I got caught up in the comparison. I started shooting for other people, for social media, not for me anymore. And that's when you start, you know, you find yourself in a not great spot. And then now I'm like back to shooting for myself. I'm about to raise my prices again because I only want to work with people who want the full experience. I, I don't want to do the short things anymore. I'm not about that. I want the full experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I'm just kind of over all of that. And so (laughs) anyway, you did say something you're like, you were shooting for the other people, like the photographers and like the social media and stuff like that, which is so true. Cause I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of people do it. I, I used to do it a lot, but I noticed that we weren't even shooting for our families. That's the whole reason we are a photographer is to photograph their story, their family, And that's why I do the questionnaire stuff. And a lot of people don't realize I talk to my clients almost on a daily basis. Like, and and I've gotten really bad at responding just due to the fact that my husband is overseas and I'm a mom of two right now. But, you know, I try my best to still keep in contact with all of them, get them styling tips. Just, I'm just like, I'm being friendly with them. I'm getting to know them. But the whole reason that we are a photographer is to photograph their story, their family, what makes them unique? If we keep doing the same thing with every family, styling them the same, doing the same prompt, you know, not really getting to know them, where, where is our creativity? Where are we making them unique? And are we even really doing our job? Because that is the whole reason that we are capturing their story, you know? So I feel like yeah. if, once we get away from seeing what I don't want to like name drop it. Some really amazing photographers out there that, I mean, I look up to and like still, you know, and I'm like, Oh my God, that photo is so pretty. But I'm like, no, they got that because that makes them unique as a family. If I tried that photo with one of my families, let's say here, it probably wouldn't work because that's how they are. And my family's going to be completely different. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm like, this kind of goes back to, client experience and how you want your people to feel, which is something I'm really big on teaching and, um, and all of that. And so I'm just like you, I am talking to my clients from day one. I will be honest. Mine is not a daily basis. I have way too much going on for that, but I am talking to them frequently. So by the time we meet up at the session, we've already had so many conversations. Mm-hmm. I already know them. Like we've been friends yep. for a long time. Most of them are, um, or they know some, they're a friend of a friend, you know, how all that goes. And so a lot of it is in the prep work, which is something people will start to realize. Yeah. If you skip the prep work, you don't have these questionnaires you give to your people. You don't find out anything about them. And one thing that used to bother me so bad looking back, how did I not know their names? You just, you like, right. You know, the person who inquires, but then like, what do you do with dad? What do you do with the kids? If you don't even know their names, that right there is such an icebreaker and you've already got tension. You don't know them, you know? And so I love the questionnaire. I love the styling. I love all the conversation, but back to personality, I can't teach someone to do it like me because it's me. And so I think that's one thing that everybody has to understand is there's no cookie cutter way to run a session. And I'm so thankful that you said your sessions are a hot mess because mine are are too. And I'm like, I'm like, I know you guys want to watch me do a behind the scenes, but I don't think you realize like they don't look like that all the time. And I don't want to give people a 
construed perspective of what goes on. I don't want to paint a pretty picture and then you think everything looks that way because that's not the truth. And another thing too, I, and this is just me, part of my personality is I really don't dress up to go to sessions. Why? (laughs) I get dirty. I look at other photographers and this is not, I mean, I am not shaming anybody. In fact, power to you. But like, if you look as cute as your clients at a session, power to you because I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't. And so like when I do a behind the scenes video, I'm going to be honest, I'm probably going to dress up just a little bit because you're going to be watching me. 100. So. That's what I've done with both of my, my BTSs that I look somewhat presentable, you know, and I'll even be like on my Instagram stories. I'm like, the only reason why I'm dressed up is because I'm shooting a BTS. Like yes. that is the only reason, but how you were saying like, you know, really using a BTS and having it like perfect and stuff like that. My most recent BTS is like a little 29 minute one because like one, it was going to, it started raining on us. The little boy, uh, he just, um, he wasn't like focused or anything like that, which is good. Cause if people are trying to figure out, you know, how to get that to kind of go back into it. And then the poor thing, he fell and hurt his leg. And so it was kind of like off. So, but I, instead of like trashing it, I was like, you know what? No, this could be good for some people who can see maybe not every session is perfect. It's not going to go perfect, but I still got killer shots for the family. Yep. Yeah. You know, I wish I could show more of those amazing images Okay, for instance, I'll just go ahead and put this out there. And sweet mama, if you're listening, I do not mean this in any negative way, but um, even, but she would totally sit here and agree with me. But they came to get their pictures. They wanted to use these for their Christmas cards, but they wanted it to be more summery and not so much fallish. And so Mm -hmm. um, they have a two-year-old and she is wild. She's the cutest little thing, but she is wild and she's all about daddy. So when mama's present... And daddy's here. She wants nothing to do with her mom. She wants her dad. So like you said earlier, you have to feed off of the chaos. And so she was not having it. She did not want to smile at all, which I don't sit there and say, say cheese the whole time. Right. But occasionally you do trick them into doing that. But she ran probably 90% of the session. And so in that moment, I'm thinking, okay, this is not going to go the way I thought it was going to go, but I'm going to have to sit here and figure it out. And so what I did was I thought she loves movement, she loves high energy, and she loves her dad. So while mom is not going to get those cuddly little shots that we thought she was going to get, we are going to get a ton with dad and it's still going to be special. And that's just the stage of life she's in. So there's one picture in particular that um, I, I don't think I've posted it yet. I will post it. But they're hanging her upside down and it's like the cutest little family, you know, it's the, it's the one shot that everybody wants to recreate, but it's literally, again, it was feeding off that chaos. And I just kept telling that tosser, spinner, hang her upside down, run with her. You have to, because that's otherwise she was going to sit there and cry. And she did cry a couple of times because she wasn't going to smile for us. And so anyway, all that to say, we did get a a couple of the good ones, at least the one, I call it a Christmas shot. Everybody's smiling and looking at the camera. Um, But I wish I could show more of those, but really tell you what, like, this is the one awesome shot we got out of like how many shots because it didn't go the way that we had planned. And so all that just to share, there is no perfect session and you're you're never going to have a perfect session. 
I never go into a session going, okay, this is how I'm visually seeing the session. I'm going to do this prompt, this prompt, this post. I guys, I'm telling y'all, I am like free spirited. I don't start going, I think I'm going to start like this, this, maybe go into this. Never. I don't do those little Apple watch things with the prompts that people do or even where the, you take a photo of the prompts and no, cause that is going to distract you from being unique and really feeding off of the session. And then, you know, I feel like it almost makes you, you pause it and then you're second guessing yourself and you're like, oh, oh shoot, I gotta go look at that prompt really quick. No, feed off of the session, trust me, feed off of it, feed off of those kids. I don't feed off of the parents. I focus Ooh. on the kids, feed <laughs> off of those kids. They wanna be lovey, cutesy, all that stuff. That's how the session's gonna be. They wanna be wild, obnoxious, crazy. That's how the session's gonna be. But you're gonna make it work because you are the visual storyteller not your Apple watch, not your little prompts on the back of your camera. You, you know what to do. You just got to have faith in yourself that you're going to capture what you're going to capture and you're going to capture their story, not anybody else's story. So I love it. So good. Well, you have shared so much good information and I am so excited for people to be able to uh, take whatever they need, maybe all of them and go and apply that to their own business. But most of all, I hope people just walk away with a realistic perspective of what it's like to truly go behind the scenes with us in our sessions. It's chaotic and it it truly work is is what you make it at the end of the day. It's what you make it. So thank you so much. Where can people find you on the World Wide web and get more? Of, oh, man. More of you? <laughs> <laughs> so on my Instagram, of course, it's just the Teresa Sharon uh, photography, but I have an extra Y on the end of it. A lot of people don't realize that, but I just have two Y's on photography because okay. my first Instagram page is just Teresa Sharon photography. I don't know how to, I don't know how to delete it. I don't know how to get rid of it, but it only has one Y. So my second page has the two Y's. And then obviously I'm on Facebook. They can add me on Facebook. I literally add anybody. If you're a photographer, I'll add you. Like I just love photographers. I love seeing their work on my feeds. Like I love to actually go into, cause I run the uh, storytellers of chaos. Do you, did you know that? I didn't know that. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually reached out to, um, I think it's called Whip Pines. Isn't that her, is that her name? Is it Whip Pines uh, or White Pines? From White Pines. Uh-huh. Yeah. So reached out to her, reached out to Kay Milleriel. I'm really bad at names. Photography. She's in Arizona. Okay. And then I reached out to Elephant and Juice Photography, yeah. which I'm not sure where she is at, but I reached out to them whenever COVID happened. Cause I was super like in a funk, you know what I mean? I was like, what if we made a group on Instagram for family storytelling, motherhood storytelling, very chaos. You know, that's why it's called storytellers of chaos. Cause that's like my middle name. So, um, yeah, I reached out to them. We got that group going. I think we're almost at seven K already. And we just started in, uh, around COVID around March. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. So, it's amazing. I'm like, I love that people are tagging us and everything. Um, so I help run that. So if people want to get featured or anything, Look up Storytellers of Chaos, tag us, hashtag it. But you can see educational stuff there. I don't know if anybody knew that, but mentorships there, workshops, free education tips, styling tips, everything is in there. Obviously, I post all of that stuff on my personal page too, but at least you'll have from four other, you know, three other photographers like in that group, super educational. But yeah, I love that group. 
Oh my gosh, that is so amazing. I do remember coming across the page though, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So I love that. I know. It's a good group. It's a very good group. I'm going to have to go add it as a close friend. So it'll pop up every time you guys update yes. it. I need yeah. it. Yeah. I did not know you could do that because I, I just started like buying gemstones for, I'm trying to learn silversmithing right now for some reason. People think I'm crazy. Um, and I didn't know that you could. I was wondering how you can actually get to see things come up. I yeah. don't know how to do that. So you just click the little following. So here's an Instagram tip for everybody. You oh, yes. Give it. I need it. Yes. So you, whenever it says following, so you go to someone's uh -huh. page, it'll say following, and then you tap it. There's a little down arrow, and it'll say, it's got a little star symbol, and it'll say close okay. friends. If you do that, you're telling Instagram that you want to see their stuff first, and so you won't miss any notifications. Yeah. So – Here's something else. A lot of people, I didn't know that either. I figured this out because somebody did a giveaway and that was one right. of their prompts that they had to add as a close friend. Why? Because you pop up in their feed first. And yes, for all of you who are doing my giveaway, yes. I require the same thing. And if you, you know, after that, if you're like, eh, I don't really like you, then you can just untap it. But anyway, I think it is the right. thing. So when I find new people that I just want to encourage or love on or whatever, I'll add them to my close friends. So I don't miss their, their posts. It's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't know. Everybody go do that to me. <laughs> I didn't know that was a okay, thing. That is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. I'm a close friend. <laughs> Yes, I love it. But yeah, that's the little Instagram tip. So, well, thank you again yeah, so much for coming on the show today. You're this welcome, was girl. So much fun, and it was jam packed of good information. <laughs>